0: Scribes and scribblers, welcome back to the Nip section, the official podcast of Fountain Pens Oceania. I'm Diana Di. I am here with my regular co-hosts and a special returning co-host, uh, Brian Saputro. Hello, oh,
1: thank you. I'm special.
0: <laughs> There's also Tav, who's here with me.
1: Hey, and Oh My
0: gosh, <laughs> you hey. sound you sound like you've had a hard oh, night. He's going through puberty. <laughs> Excuse him,
2: guys. Yeah,
0: sorry. Hi Sharon, how are you? Good, how are you? Um, well, it's... what is What time is it now? It took me a while to get ready, but uh, we were scheduled to start at 9am on a Sunday, which was very um, dedicated of us, I think. Yes, it
3: involved a lot of dedication. Yeah, <laughs> substituting the champagne for coffee.
0: Coffee and pastries. This is the weekend before Christmas, and Sydney has gone on to high alert um and hopefully by the time you listen to this on December twenty fifth we will not we'll be out of we'll highlight and we won't be in further mm. lines. We <laughs> won't
3: be cancelled. Yeah, hopefully on the everybody on the north side is uh, is uh, being good little boys and girls. For it's Santa. not just the
0: north side anymore. If you've oh, looked no, at the really? current um the most up to date list of oh, locations, no. it's like all over the place. It's all over the. Surrey Eastern. Hills. It's Surrey Hills. Wow. There's, um, there's a few places in the West. That returning Traveller really gets around. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, fingers crossed that Christmas isn't cancelled, but this is our last episode of the year and therefore our pre Christmas episode. This year we've elected not to do a gift guide. We
2: talked about it. So when Diana and I, um, regrouped around ideas for the pod when we came back, um, one of the things that personally I was quite insistent on was this year we wouldn't do a gift guide. Part of it is because it's been a very difficult year. And the, uh, and I think gift guide is, was, was not the right note to end on. Uh, The other part of it was I have no recommendations this year when it comes to an actual gift guide because my buying this year has overall been uh, very much reduced and I didn't particularly want to repeat the same recommendations from prior years because, you know, everyone is going to get so sick and tired of me recommending a Pilot Petite, which I haven't (laughs) done this year. So I'm just going to put that in there. There's my plug. There's your recommendation for the year. But um as part of the Christmas roundup or the yearly roundup, uh, I suggested to Die that we wouldn't do a Christmas gift guide this year.
0: I agreed. And what I've also realised during the course of this year, since we haven't had any pen meets from March onwards, is that when I don't see other people, I'm not exposed to new stuff. And because I'm not going out shopping, mm. um, I'm limited further what um, new – products I'm exposed to so it's it's very I've used the same pen all year yes <laughs> and we're actually going to answer a question about um what purchases we've made in 2020 later I've on retired in this episode
1: half of my pens you like retired they're, they're them they're cleaned like fully cleaned
0: but the, you were uh, starting you a 24 yeah. pen case you were starting from a very high bar
1: yeah so now I think I'm only left with six pens that are inked.
0: Does that mean oh! you're not you're no longer using the 25k? Yes
1: because I've been working from home and I don't mm. need to write a lot of stuff and mainly it's just Zoom meetings where I think the company secretary is taking notes instead of me. So Yeah. You could always volunteer to be the company secretary. Um no thanks. <laughs> oh, Too much somebody's Too not much. committed to using Too much work, pens. gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I love like my fancy no. No, <laughs> no, It's, 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 no. it's um, a good year for them to rest and to get clean, because I think the last time I cleaned them before then would be like two years. Is the Kona giraffe cleaned? <laughs> I almost forgot where it is. No, it's not cleaned. It's it's still in my bag, I think.
0: And it's got like three-year-old ink in it. Uh, two. two, two. Ch-
1: two no, it's changed to uh, Mont Blanc, uh, oh. lavender.
0: Oh wow!
2: Okay, yeah, Chikorin for one. almost the entire time I've known yeah. you. Yeah.
1: It's it's changed to a um, Mace Windu lightsaber now because it's purple instead of um, a green <laughs>
0: thing. What was yeah. it when it was green?
1: Uh Chikorin, it was.
0: I know, but was it like it no, was an Jedi. elder wand
3: like a yeah, or a normal, oh, yeah. Yeah. A normal Jedi. A Skywalker? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Skywalker. Luke's, Luke's lightsaber is <laughs> green. Yeah.
0: What are we riding with today? So start with Sharon. Oh, so
2: um, I know we just said that. Didn't purchase all that much today, or this year. Uh This week, I actually received uh, three deliveries of pens, Um, but the most exciting of which was two uh, Sailor pens that I picked up, and they're very much not my usual style. One, they're very, very affordable, and two, they're steel nib, which, again, very unlike me. Heresy. I know, I know. you okay, Sharon? You I, right? I, I know. It was a hard year. I could only, I could really only I mean, afford to say, splurge out. They do on say him. one
3: of the symptoms of COVID is a lack of taste.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: oh, it's such a burn. I'm sorry. Oh, I couldn't do
2: oh this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, we'll put out pens next to each other and you'll realize they look virtually identical. <laughs> I
0: was about to say they look very Classy. Well,
2: one of
3: them looks classy. (laughs) One One of them is like a little bit disconcertingly long. The other one looks like a freebie pen. It
2: does not. It does. does. So to put you out of all your misery, what I have are two sailor Fude de Manon pens. So they're uh, sailor steel nibs with um, the upturned Fude nib. So they write a bit like a paintbrush. Um, Very, very broad. So again, not me. Lack of taste. (laughs) <laughs> lack of taste with broad mm. nibs. Yeah, I picked these two up and I've had a lot of fun with them last week and these have kind of been my go-to pens in the last week. I have one which looks like the body of a Prophet Junior, um Sailor Prophet Junior, which has a 55-degree bent angle nib. That one writes a lot broader and that one's inked with Mont Blanc something elixir, something something purple, ink It's one of the really expensive ones we mentioned last time round that I had not opened. I shamed her into opening it. Yes, correct. Uh, Diana very much shamed me into opening it. I tried it out. It's very unimpressive. Well, a lovely lady on, um, the fountain pens, Oceania website, Therese, did say, uh, I don't know if it's me, but it's not particularly <laughs> exciting. And I'm sure she meant she meant it as a not-so-subtle dig. Uh, um, you know, out of curiosity, I must agree, it is a thoroughly boring ink. It's
3: not even purple. It's like, it looks like you've written with wine. Like it looks like-,
0: it looks like the sort of colour that if Kyo no Oto made it, would fit right into their lineup. Yeah, you'd go, yeah. oh my gosh, it's perfect. But then, you know, <laughs> Mont Blanc made <laughs> like it. It's so traditional, yeah. you know, yeah, organic. Anyway, so Mont Blanc <laughs> made Historian. this particular
2: ink and it's yeah. got great flow, according to everyone at the table who's tried it. It's also thoroughly unimpressive and not worth the $130, 140
0: price what tag. Is, I actually checked. It's more like one hundred and twelve. Okay, sorry. So, oh, in the last episode, we kept um, saying, saying higher, higher numbers. <laughs> it's actually yeah, about it, it's make something a like general. 112.
3: Yeah, no. But okay. um, it make much
0: what does it smell like? Nothing. But isn't it meant to be like a scent I thought it would thing? come
1: with the scent at least. I don't know.
0: You left it for too long. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who knows? Um, So I've got that one and then the other one I have is the slightly elongated version that doesn't have a clip and doesn't look like a writing pen. It looks a bit more like a brush pen. Um It's the one that uh, Brian says looks like a freebie pen. It was very cheap. It was $17 AUD.
0: I need to get one for my
2: dad. And, uh, this one has got a 40 degree upturned nib. It's inked with sailor black, which it just writes beautifully. Although the flow's not as good as the $112 Mont Blanc. <laughs> well, you get one. <laughs> I you mean, pay for, what can I say? but can
0: you get a Fude nib on
3: a Mont Blanc? No, you if can't. If you can't. hit it on the yeah. table. Enough,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think these two are
2: great. And the thing I like actually about the elongated version is that one, it is, it is half the price of this one, the, um, profit junior model. And also it fits two cartridges in the back. So yes, I've had a lot of fun with these. Where did you order them week. from? <laughs> Amazon. Okay. And. I was really uh, annoyed because as soon as I bought it the next day, I got an alert in my cart that said, your cart price has decreased.
0: Tav, what are you writing with today?
3: Speaking of Mont Blanc, <laughs> I'm riding with a Mont Blanc 144. food a With a food-a-nib, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's not a food ain't it. um It's a burgundy one because I really like one the
0: 144, four, that's the Chopin, isn't it? This is it's the version before the Chopin, so it's the
2: yeah. cartridge converter okay. before the Chopin. It's
3: a cartridge converter one that has a push cap rather than a, a twist cap, and, and it's an architect. No, it's it's uh, got an oblique double broad because no. you know I'm me, and uh, it came
0: with that, or you yeah, you yeah, turned
3: yeah, no, into no, oh, it. It came okay. with an oblique double broad. So my pen is inked with Toucher Owl, just no frills blue.
1: Brian, what are you writing with today? As I've said earlier, I've cleaned out most of my pens and the one that I stick with is the VP Roden Stripes. I've come to love this pen again because previously I haven't used this for quite an extended period because, you know, in meetings it gets a bit too noisy, but now I'm actually enjoying it. Um, it houses a medium nib, which I have come to love instead of the fine nib. Very bouncy, very wet for pilot. And um, the ink I'm using is um, Sailor Shigure, the really deep, almost black purple. Because I don't use blacks because it's too boring.
2: So I'm just having a look at this pen now. Yes, it
1: has a lot of scratches, sorry. Uh,
2: not, not that it has a lot of scratches. I remember last time we spoke about Diana's uh, Minamo uh, VP, which looked like the urushi had worn down. And this one feels like it as
1: well. Yes. Yeah. You, you can, can feel the, um, the, the shell.
2: The shell underneath it, yeah. slightly bridged. So mm. would you buy this pen again?
1: Yes. So Even
2: with I. the wearing
0: down? Yes. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, okay. It's character. Okay. Uh, what I'm writing with is a Nakaya Decapod twist with a soft medium nib. It's inked with Tokiwamatsu which is best um, ink <laughs> which is one um, of my
1: the blue favorite part green. of that ink stains so be aware.
0: well i'm not going to be you know splashing it all over my clothes yeah, or anything just,
1: in in regards to like cleaning pens it it stains oh, okay. your um, converter the just the mm. blue side not not the yellow and the other colors
0: that's interesting um i don't think i've left any ink in a converter long enough for it to stain significantly I've got this inked because, um, recently I, I have a Nakaya on the way. And when I was choosing my nib on this Nakaya, which I've just ordered, I was thinking, what are my favorite Nakaya nibs? And, um, one of them is, of course, the music nib. Um, but I really like to test those in person for flow and such. Apart from that, I really like their soft nibs, their soft wines and their soft mediums. And so, um, I inked up Two previous nibs of nakayas that I have, which are the soft nibs, and I you know rediscovered how much I enjoy writing with them, um, so this decapod twist, uh, I think Sharon got it for me when she I was did, in Japan, and I tested that
2: nib for it's you. It's a
0: lovely soft medium nib yeah i don 't like the stiffness of the n- regular hard platinum nakaya nibs. Um, I think they 're a little bit lifeless and uh, they don't really suit my writing style. But the soft nibs are just beautiful and they just feel, no, not bouncy. They just have a little bit of give.
1: Joy. When you're
0: writing with them. So, so <laughs> joy, Fox joy. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, a little bit of flourish to your writing. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying writing with that.
2: I love the decapod twist. I love the way it looks, and in particular, the hekitamanuri I like how every single one of them looks different. Um, because when I was picking that pen out for you, I remember sending you three, I think, Pictures of three of the same pens, all with different colors underneath, and the one that you picked looked the most like a mint slice. Whereas there was yes, another that's one what I call it. <laughs> with a deeper jade finish, and that's mm-hmm. the one that I have. I have mm-hmm. one that's a deeper jade finish. My only gripe with the Twist Decapod is that it only aligns on one out of four turns. But there yeah, is I a, a
0: there is um that's... a catch. There is um a trick. doing it like now i still haven't figured it out (laughs) (laughs) now now i can get it to line up maybe two out of every three goes
1: it's like a usb they only have two threads in there so yeah so with the
2: the regular um decapod you can line them up uh two out of four times so one in two but this one is one in four it
0: really
2: (gasps) bugs me i've
3: I've seen so many pens that line up a hundred percent of the time then they like, only have
0: one entry. Yeah, so to the wh- why
3: why why they do it? Why do they do it like
1: this?
0: It's less twists.
1: So if you get it right, you get extra joy. Ah, <laughs> oh,
3: yes, okay.
0: So some housekeeping. Um this is our last episode for the year. We're gonna take a, a break again in January, our regular break, during which we will recharge um our batteries and we'll also have to do some planning about what topics you want to discuss in twenty twenty one. 2021. And during that period, we would love it if you could uh, write to us with your suggestions on what you would like to hear us talk about. We'll try and cover as much as we can. Exactly. Sometimes we combine topics into one episode and sometimes we hook onto something that we find very interesting and um, elaborate on it at length for ages and ages. So um, if you'd like to join us in that sort of brainstorming um, activity, we'd love to hear from you. You can comment at us or email us. Our email is at Um uh, We also have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram and we have a Twitter. So you can contact us cool. through any of those methods. Talking about hearing from our listeners, we got some feedback. Um, yeah, it's actually feedback from back in October and November, but um, I didn't check uh, Apple Podcasts until very recently, so this was a nice surprise. Brian, would you like to read
1: our first review? Um, from Tiptoe, Esque on Apple Esquire. Podcasts. Oh, Esquire. Are you sure? Yes. yes. Okay. Tip <laughs> Tiptoe Esquire on Apple. Forgive Podcasts. Forgive him; it's his second
2: language. <laughs> Third.
1: <laughs> English, not first language. Sorry. Um, It says because I don't know, female or male. um, Funny, interesting. <laughs> it. What? Oh, sorry. They, <laughs> it. they, they. Is the so
2: right. politically correct. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Do you know that? My pronouns, pronouns are it, it they. And so to they. be
2: fair, before- that's how I call them. Um, I call babies it. Um, yes, yes. yes, yes. I call babies yeah. it as well.
3: <laughs> but even like new- newborn, like oh hi, like what's its name?
2: Yes, yes. absolutely. Because I because can't tell the difference. They all look the same—a yeah.
3: wrinkly and maybe hairy potato.
2: And now everyone's I mean, not into the colour coding of young babies. I mean, fair enough. And yeah. I totally approve yes, of that. Yes,
1: please. Right? Red used to be the um, uh, boy
2: colour. Yeah. Pink used to be for boys. Yes, yeah. There you go. But now everyone's dressing their kids up in green. Green, yes. Oh, is it? Fine. Oh, purple. It is the new thing. was
0: supposed to be purple. Regardless. Oh, what's your gender? Hulk or what's the other one? I,
3: I don't know. That's what's seven. green? Barney the dinosaur. <laughs> Barney the dinosaur. T-
0: I don't know. Ah, yes, the two um, genders. Eggplants.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Um, they say, funny, interesting, entertaining. Uh, five out of five. I can't even explain why I love this podcast so much. I'm three years into this hobby, and there is so much to learn still. This crew goes through every detail of the fountain pen world as they slowly get drunk on champagne or a blanc de blancs. Uh, my personal favorite episodes are when they totally dismantle the mystique of expensive pens by ragging on Visconti and other thousand dollar pen brands. <laughs> so on point. Um, tune in to just one episode and you'll be hooked.
0: Speaking of Visconti, um, someone messaged me on Facebook just yesterday asking for my Advice on what was wrong with their Homo sapiens. And what I said was, You bought one." I, I hate the Homo sapiens. <laughs> oh. Don't expect me to have much of an opinion. Of oh. them. Do you know? I, I will say, um, after one of those
2: episodes where it's probably me who ragged on Visconti. Yeah, which one? <laughs> which I episode? Know. One, that's why I said one of
3: those. It, a, an, an episode is not complete without Sharon <laughs> ragging on, a, on Visconti. Um, <laughs> How's your
1: bonfire Visconti?
2: So Coming this is the up. one that I want to talk about. Someone actually messaged me and said, what would it take for you to sell me the Visconti that the divine proportions, the divine proportions That've that stuck. that's stuck and that's currently in pieces. Uh, it's in three pieces, divine three pieces proportions. <laughs> yeah. Someone actually messaged me because they were so curious because they were insistent they could fix it.
0: Have you sold it going to be them a yet? bet?
2: No, mm. because I said, I can't actually in good faith sell you something that is yeah. definitely not going to work. And two, I love the nib
0: on that particular uh, pen. Like, as much as I rag on the scotch, that seen nib in so
1: many good. So I, I
0: don't know why you'd feel guilty about it, because they are fully warned, right? We've ragged about this pen yeah, in Sold so many as episodes.
3: Is. <laughs> parts or
2: repair.
0: We've already declared that we're willing to just
3: burn well, it. So. Yeah, so
2: and then I was thinking, I could sell it and feel guilty about the fact that I'm selling literally a bum pen. It There's no redeeming factor to this pen. Take the nib out. I can't. It's stuck in the cap. This is the whole point. Of course. (laughs) It's stuck in the cap. You can't even take it out. Hence why I'm so against these hook latch system, push cap, cushion cap systems. But – Lock and – twist and lock. Hook and latch, it's called. It's hook and latch, isn't it? Latching, we don't know anymore. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's unlocked. What's so right? this, I, I actually said I'm still going to keep it for when we hit a particular milestone, we'll do a bonfire and see how well celluloid burns.
1: Maybe it's a good oh. way to end 2020. Uh, <laughs> to soon, end the,
0: bonfire, like end the trash fire year with a trash fire. fire
1: like, no, that's, that's the point. I thought, um, I remember last year. I wanted to see year, how fast it could burn. It's, it's going to be a magnifying glass as the um, starting, like the fire starter. This hurts my soul. When else are you going to get cellulite to experiment on? Um, Just saying. Do you
2: want to? Vo- uh, do you,
0: does anyone want to volunteer in Omas as tribute? Nope, nope,
3: nope, nope. Nope,
0: <laughs> nope not my cellulite, Omas. Nope. <laughs> Tab, um, will you read the next step? review? Sure.
3: Um, Aria 5 on Apple Podcasts says, "Great podcast, five out of five. This is among my very favorite podcasts. Presenters know each other very well, and the synergy is fantastic. Each has their own approach to issues." concepts and pens the combination of the various presenters and occasional guests makes for a wonderful melange of personalities and discussions always look forward to each new episode well thank you very much aria
0: thank you aria sharon will you read tina's review
2: tina tree on apple podcasts a highly recommended podcast five out of five this is my first podcast review yay Episode 68 was another excellent conversation frank slash frank review, this time of the Esther book pens provided to you all. It's an excellent example of the quality of this podcast. I always appreciate everyone's authenticity. Their questions of their guests are thoughtful, and then they all clearly take their work and roles very seriously, and they all seem so clearly fond of each other. Oh, guys. <laughs> Get out of my house, guys. <laughs> uh, all of it's this all makes... All of this makes for a podcast I look forward to every time. It's not just one I have on in the background while I do something else. In addition, these folks demonstrate such thoughtfulness and caring about things other than pens and stationery, such as mental health and awareness of social and racial
0: justice issues. Thank you. Oh, love our reviewers. Yeah. And we're not just like picking and choosing the reviews. They were all five out of five. Videos. No,
2: <laughs> we've, we've not
0: always. We've had, had two, two out of five. Two out of yeah. five. No, no, no. We
2: had one who was a five, who like, yeah. was a five out of five, and then changed it to a one out of five because and we ragged I on think Something Conad. political.
0: Oh, yes, Coned the Gentleman's Pen. Uh, uh. <laughs> do you and remember? I, I do. But then I think later on they changed it to a two. Oh. I don't know. Apple podcasts allow you to change your, change your rankings review. and it, it, it's very confusing oh, to I follow. I see
3: somebody saying, oh, you know, two out of five, this, is, this podcast is a massive waste of time. And I'm like, that's what podcasts are for. Is
0: that why you listen to podcasts, yeah, like, to waste time? It's, it's to pass the time.
3: Like, you know, you, you, I usually listen to them. To better pass the time. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it, it's kind of hard for me to just sit down and like only concentrate on a podcast while doing literally nothing else.
0: Well, if you would like to leave us a review, you can do that on uh, Apple Podcasts. Or you can write us an email and we'll read it in the episode. And you can make it a one out of five review and we will still read it in the podcast. Um, but please
2: give us something to improve <laughs> upon. And yeah. rather than just saying, you know, we shouldn't rag on Conan's Gentleman's Pen, something we can actually take away from. Because I'm not going to stop ragging on <laughs> Conan's Gentleman's not Pen. making a
3: good case for the pen, Sorry. really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but if you insist on giving us a one out of five, we'll take it, you know. We're
3: big girls and boys.
2: Take it on the chin. We'll take it on the chin.
3: I, I don't know about you. Just make sure it's not me reading the review because I'll probably read oh, it in okay. a funny voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they say, nothing on the chin, nothing on the face, not the face. Not yeah.
0: the face. So uh, this is the end of year question and answer. We received quite a lot of questions from all across the social media platforms, from uh, Fountain Pens Oceania, from Slack um, listeners, from Instagram. Thank you all for submitting your questions. And let's do a fly around. Yeah, let's start with Brian, since you were looking at this question before. Brian, Atomic Crop, or Atomic Rob, asks, if you had to limit yourself to three pens and one ink, which would you
1: pick? Why would you give three pens and one ink? Why not three and three or one and one? This annoys me a lot.
0: (laughs) You don't have more than one pen inked with the same ink. Is that the problem?
1: Yes, I have each pen inked with a specific ink.
0: And this um, is why we welcome Brian back.
3: This is a hypothetical. It takes time. All so you guys, guys feel better <laughs> about yourselves, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. This is, this is a hypothetical, by the yeah, way. of, you, of we're course, not of course, you to do this. of course.
0: But it's saying if you had to. Yeah, so I if I we forced imagine, you to use only one ink. Government
3: COVID <laughs> mandate: you can only have one bottle of ink for, for COVID reasons. I'm an adult. And enough. it would have to I be blue because you have to use
0: it for work.
1: Yes, um, I would pick Shiguré. I've I've been. Um, Again, using this pen and almost exclusively this pen for the past like three months. So, Sailor
2: Gentle Sugar. Yes. And to put it out there, the new bottle or the old bottle?
1: I don't have the new bottle.
2: So, obviously, the old
1: bottle. The old bottle, yes. Better bang I think for buck. Fat and stout is good in this case. Um, and it's, isn't it the the better value, the old bottle? That's
0: just what yeah. I said. Yeah. yeah. But the ink's yeah. exactly the same, I think. I don't I know. I refuse to buy it. the
2: new ones. Yeah, me because too. I've got I, plenty. Well, I am morally opposed to paying the exact same dollar amount for, what, 40% of the but bottle?
1: But it's cuter, the bottle. And you won't be wasting as much ink if you don't use the whole bottle. Oh, and it's it
2: cuter. Why don't I just shred 60% of my money while I'm at it? Because that's literally what it's doing. It's, it's for the kawaii
1: thing, you know. Anyways, going uh, back to the question the uh, 3 pins. Yeah, I would go with something that's efficient. So I would stick with the again the VP because it's um like long lost love. My other you remember the lady pins because it's a quick draw kind of mm-hmm. pilot
2: the pilot lady, lady yeah, the model. Lady, the elite lady. model,
1: isn't it? Uh, no. It's
2: very similar to the elite models.
1: Close. Yeah. Not quite. And the Sailor Progear Slims because their nibs just never dries out.
2: But they're fourteen k. Yeah, yeah no.
1: it's just practical because back in the days when I was um, continuously riding in the lab when it was still legal in the company, I always go back to the Progear Slims, even when I have the normal Progeus and the um, Rialos and other things. It's just that it's very small. It's very light and it's very, um, practical. It doesn't feel as fragile as the others. When I say practicality, like almost throwable, like a Kakuna.
0: But not really. They're still quite expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but it feels like it's throwable. <laughs> I'm just saying like it would
0: survive. Thing. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: So I'm really annoyed at the one ink part as well. All three inks. You- no, I'm really annoyed at the one ink because I have two inks and people have heard me talk about this before. Um, I would like two inks if possible. And if I could have, uh, two inks, that would be fantastic. If I only had to have one, uh, Waterman Serenity Blue or Florida Blue, uh, is my, uh, ink of choice. And my second one is Aurora Black.
1: Well, that would be your first.
2: No, because I prefer blue ink to black ink. Uh, Yeah. Uh, so that, that's an absolute no-brainer. My three pens would be a decimo of some sort because again, it's very, uh, it's clicky. It's very convenient. A Pelican, and it's probably either a Pelican 400 or 600. It'll be one of them, uh, because it's the perfect weight. It's very, very easy to use great ink capacity, and it doesn't take too many twists of the cap. And my last one is a DuPont, because I love the click cap mechanism. DuPont Olympio, probably in the large size, because it, um, it's better for the hand, for my hand, in that it gets less fatigued. And again, I don't have to deal with all of the threading. I did not pick a Sailor. I thought long and hard about this, despite how many I do own. I did not pick a Sailor because it takes too many turns of the cap. Those would be my three. And because we don't talk about probably DuPont's nearly enough, I know we say we love We talk love about them. it quite a lot. We, we say we love them, but we we've never done like a focus on DuPont's in the past. I will say I got asked recently what was the best nib I've ever used and – without a doubt, hands down, DuPont. And it's not because it's soft or it has any type of character. It is hard as nails, as in I reckon you could knock someone over the head with it and that um, nib wouldn't bend. It is hard as nails, but it is the smoothest. It is the most well-behaved nib I have ever tried, and it just it goes. It just it writes. As soon as it touches paper, it was born to write and that's what it does. And I get very emotional talking about it because it is my favorite nib. I would use it a lot more than what I do currently, but the bodies themselves are designed for a particular type of writing where you do not use any pressure. You just let it write on its own weight. And with how I think we've all been raised to Um, use pens with a very, very much lighter pens. It's not something that is comfortable if you're not uh, writing thoughtfully. You have to to grip them really hard. Whereas the DuPont forces you to not grip at all and just let it write on its own weight. You have to be quite mindful about using it. But yes, there's my plug for DuPont for the year. Please, can I get a sponsorship? Please, please, please.
0: (laughs) But I thought you didn't like the modern day DuPonts.
2: I don't, but their nibs are still great. <laughs> I don't like the caps, but the nibs are still great.
0: Okay. Tab, did you want to answer this question as well?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had to do a lot of thinking as well. But um, if I had to pick um, three pens, it would definitely be my Caran d'Ache Lemon in turquoise, which I recently got, but it's been a Grail pen of mine since about 2014. Um, also, my Omas... I think it's an Ojiva. It's one of the larger ones um, with a broad nib, and it writes up beautifully because it's got the ebonite feed. And also my Pelican M805 uh, Ocean. I think it's Ocean. The, the, the green dark green? one. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it's called. It's like Isn't the dark green. Deep Ocean one. or something, or Ocean Blue? That one, because um, that's got a double broad nib. And my rationale is if I'm using the same pens for the rest of my life, the broader the nib, the more tipping there is, so therefore it won't wear away. Well, it will eventually, I guess, theoretically, but, you know.
1: Yes, getting more more um, bang for your buck.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that's
1: my logic. You'll yeah, run maybe, out
2: of
3: ink sooner. Well, yeah, that's true as well, but I don't think it matters like you have the one bottle, you have the one type, so you can always buy more. And my ink would be Sailor 743, the Ink Studio 743, it's a nice, like a like a royal blue. blue, but it's a bit of sheen flows really well. Is that the release.
0: one that's like Bumbox Sapphire? So no, okay. no,
3: no. There is another one. I think that's eight four three or something like that, or seven four two yeah. or something like that. 741. 741, maybe. Anyway, it's I it's close to that number. It's a similar number. I okay. have both.
0: That's the one that's more like four B, isn't it?
3: Mm, no, it's it's, mm. it's 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 okay. it's a very royal more blue, like a it's a blue. blue with a definite tinge of purple. Mm. Okay. It. It's very deep, like majestic blue, you know. It's, it's noticeable, but still you can use it for like everyday purposes.
0: I'm going to go through this quickly. Um, my one ink, it would be a non-sheening ink because I prefer shading to sheen. And um, if I'm going to use one ink, I just want it to be basic but beautiful, and it would be Caranjosh Magnetic Blue. Um, I think it's a really, really well-behaved ink that has beautiful shading and my three pens would be um, one of them a vanishing point with a fine nib um, I don't mind which one it could be what's the blue marbled one called uh,
3: yeah.
0: no the, the, the azio is uh, the, the, the turquoise one sunset blue yes sunset, sunset blue um, another would be probably a pilot uh, 743 with um, my waverly nib and the third one, like Sharon, it would have to be one of my DuPonts, um, but I prefer the extra large size, and it would probably be one with an extra fine nib because I really love uh, the extra fines on the DuPonts. So, yeah, those are our three pens and one ink. We do tend to write with darker inks, I think. If you have only one ink, it should be… You wouldn't
1: pick a light ink. It would be... <laughs> like an
0: orange?
2: Be like a yellow?
1: or
0: purple? <laughs> Yours is a purple,
2: but so it's basically black. black I know we say we write with dark inks, uh, so I recently sent out the giveaway um, on our Instagram and the Christmas card that I wrote was with Sakura Mori. <laughs> Do you was hate pink. the person? Uh, but was it Would a big it fat really nip so you can see? read it? It was a soft medium pilot <laughs> falcon nip, so no, not really.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to
1: squint really hard.
0: Oh, this is a question yes, from Sharon This is to my Brian. question. Very my question.
2: It was a very, very specific hypothetical situational question. Uh, hypothetical question, mainly because I know Brian relatively well. And I asked if you were hypothetically in a passive aggressive turf war with your neighbor, what ink would you use to write your war declaration and responses?
1: Yes. Pen okay. and ink. Pen and ink and paper?
2: Sure. And we will put in here for legality that this is a hypothetical yeah. and not something that Brian is currently living through.
1: Yes, hypothetically, of course. I've, I've prepped this long ago because when this question popped up, I know the hypothetical answer to it. So, and you um, were
2: hypothetically living through that. Yes,
1: yes. If I were, um, hypothetically, um, they wouldn't deserve such effort as to um, which pen and ink... I don't think they deserve any pen and ink at all. So, um, any ballpoint I could find lying around, I think hypothetically that would be the right, um, attitude to go regarding this. Preferably blue because I don't really like black pens, but anything goes. As for the paper, I would go for, um, reflex copy paper. Recycled. Yeah. 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 Because
3: I don't. Nah, I- you gotta go for the cause stuff. You know, the COS, the COS, you know, that no. super, super mega economy.
2: Seriously, I would just use an envelope, like a used envelope. I would tear a corner off. <laughs> a, a,
1: oh, a post-it. No. Or a post-it, yeah. Depending, yeah, post-it. Oh, depends, no. depending on how much Pepe-tel. you want to write on Pepe-tel. it. to Hypothetically. And um, depending on your current feeling, on my current feeling, hypothetically, maybe a Sharpie. Like...
3: If you wanna, if it's
0: a Sharpie, what you need to do is um, take like a cardboard box, tear a piece off it, yes, like don't even bother yes, cutting yes, it yes. and just like, stick the it rougher, to the door. Yeah, civilized
3: I'd just get a sharpie and write it on their door. With duct tape. With duct, duct, tape. duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Should just, just, yeah.
1: Hypothetically
3: hypothetically. yeah. hypothetically. hypothetically. I'd get one of those, because, because the thing is, you can sort of erase sharpies, but I've noticed, actually, I've came, I've realized this accidentally. It's really hard to erase the metallic sharpies. So yes. I would write it in like extra thick metallic sharpie on their front door. Hypothetically, of course. Hypothetically speaking, um, if you want traceability,
1: because if this would ever go legal, hypothetically speaking, uh, I would type an email instead of writing it on a paper.
3: Well, you could do the, like the, the detective novel thing where you, you cut out letters from the newspaper and you stick them all on a piece but of paper. But
0: emails are more traceable. Hypothetically, aren't they?
1: my wife might have, would have, could have done that already. Okay,
0: now now we're (laughs) revealing too much (laughs) of Ryan's hypothetical crimes.
1: (laughs) It's not a crime; it's hypothetical um, turf wars.
0: (laughs) We have a question from Rod Halliwell in FPO who wants to know about Indian fountain pens. He says they seem to have a very enthusiastic following and some interesting pen makers. So um, for this specific question, I reached out to Jaspreet in India, um, who's Jazarillo on Instagram, for his point of view and his recommendations. But I know that Tav also quite likes a few Indian pen makers, so I'll let him get his word in first.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Indian fountain pens. In fact, I would probably recommend them as like a good new pen, like for, for somebody who's never used a fountain pen before, because they're quite uh, affordable, provided you get one that's not like a, a fixer upper. So noodlers pens are actually made in India. They're kind of fixer uppers. There's fountain pen revolution. They're really good. Um, and I think they'll check the pen for you before it, uh, before shipping it out yeah. as well. They've a lot of the time got ebonite feeds, which means they flow really well. Um, they're usually made out of, like, biodegradable materials too, some kind of cotton resin, rubber than plastic. I thought yeah. their
1: nibs were interesting.
3: It depends. Yeah, uh, sometimes of- they'll put a bock nib on it or a Yovo nib. nib. Um, sometimes they'll use an in-house nib.
1: Does they have those um, what they call less flexible,
3: I Oh, uh, yeah. So Fountain Pen Revolution, they do modify some nibs to make them, like, extra flexy, and I, I would always recommend them. If somebody wants, like, a... A modern flex nib that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. And, you know, you don't, you know, if you break it, I guess you can just buy another one for like 10 bucks or something. I don't know how much they cost, but they're, they're very affordable. Um, they're really good. Indian fountain pens are very, very good overall. Um, um also there's, there's, um, Ranga pens as well. Uh, they, they sell them through other companies like Peyton Street pens. That's the they- ebonite. Yeah. Well, they, they make not, them out not- of ebonite or out of acrylic as well. Um, they make some pretty interesting designs. So, like, if people want to have like a natural feeling pen, the
1: burnt rubber, That's yeah,
3: it, it it does have a pretty distinct smell. But if, so a lot of people do like ebonite. So, you yeah, know. It's the
1: patterns that look gorgeous, yeah, though. yeah, they have Tiger some nice, and, oh,
3: and they they've now branched out into different like real marbled colors with mm-hmm. all these bright different colors too. Um, lo- they look really cool. So, and I have a couple of Ranger pens too.
0: Jasper. He gave some recommendations of his favourite Indian makers. And a few of them coincide with yours, Tav. So, I think his favourite is Lotus Pens. I believe Tav has one of those. I do.
3: I do have one yeah. of those. Those so. look good. Pretty good, the yeah. The Lotus yeah. Pens. Yeah, yeah they're amongst really nice. All of the they're other, other nice. brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice guy who runs it as well. Very. Um,
0: um, he says, pros, they make pretty pens with nice materials and the finish is impeccable. So, Jaspreet says, Lotus for the Indian market is considered quite pricey. But um, in terms of international pens, comparatively, they're fairly well-priced. Jazz also recommends Ranga, like you said. He says, lovely ebonite and various shapes. No cons as such. At times, maybe you'll find a few marks on ebonite, but great ethics. Pens were made by a father and now his son makes them. And the son's daughter is doing the marketing. Entire family comes to the pen show in India. Ranga also uses Bok and Euronips mainly and Schmidt. Um, He also recommends... Airmail and Wallity, which I think is the same brand. Yeah, they're kind of
3: like one and the same, I think.
0: Yeah. um, A a historical Indian pen brand uh, that started originally in the 50s, but I think is now under different ownership. But they do a lot of historical models as well, which are interesting. And one resource that Jazz recommended, which I thought was very useful, and uh, Rod, you might want to check this out, it's the YouTube channel for the Fountain Pens Association of India, and on that YouTube channel, you'll find a lot of interviews with various pen makers from India. So, um I think that's probably a good way to familiarize yourself with some people and what they're interested in.
3: I feel like there's two kind of categories of Indian pens. Some of them are really cheap, pretty reliable, uh you know, cheap and cheerful, kind of like Lamy, I guess, uh, although even cheaper. Sometimes you get them for like 10 bucks. Um, far more reliable than sort of their, um, Jinhao counterparts in China. They also put a little bit more care into making them and they're made out of a bit more of a organic material rather than just plastic. Although some of them do have a bit of a strong smell, just that organic acetate smell. Then some you've got some people more- Yeah, some people like it. I-, I don't really care for it, but you can, you can, you can, there are ways of mitigating it. Um, but then there's also the more expensive, like bespoke ones, like ranga, and there's also asa as well. Um, so they're all hand turned and there, there's little tiny imperfections, but that's because they're handmade and I really like that. But they tend to be, you know, you pay, you pay for the labor. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that's, you know, a fair wage for them. So.
0: Thanks, Jazz, for your contribution. And, Rod, I hope that gives you a place to start to experience and um, experiment with some Indian pen makers. Next question, S Control asks, what is your top brand discovery in 2020? Who wants to take that one first?
3: I haven't shopped, so I wouldn't know. (laughs) I'll go. It's actually an Indian brand called Asa, and the gentleman who runs that has been hit really hard by COVID because um, it was like illegal to basically leave your house over there. And he did this gigantic like pre-order bulk buy thing. And I put my name down for it in like January and then COVID hit really hard. And he was trying to make all of these pens whilst in lockdown. And then he made everyone's pens and he wasn't even allowed to go to the post office to post them because not only were you forced into your house, but also the post service stopped running. So apparently it's just been shipped now, like a couple of days ago. And I think it's, it's so great. Cause he's like giving us like, you know, two monthly updates or something like that. Just be like, don't worry. I haven't just taken your money. I've got your pens, you know, I'm going to ship them out. Just, you know, if you've, if you've changed your address, please update me, which is, I'm glad he reminded me. Cause I've changed <laughs> my address like three times, uh, but he makes some really nice, like translucent demonstrator ones. Also some non-demonstrator ones, but the one that I've got is like this really cool green demonstrator, like frosted green. looks almost edible. Like it looks like some kind of lolly. You have
0: to update us when it arrives. Yeah,
3: yeah, I will. I will. It'll it'll definitely be my what I'm writing with next year when it arrives, if it arrives.
0: (laughs) Sharon, have you had any brand discoveries?
2: Not really. Similar to Brian, I haven't bought that much this year. And I was thinking about originally, um, I thought Mont Blanc would have been my top brand rediscovery. But- um, after doing the last couple of episodes, I've got to say Estabrook, mainly because I've never really used Estabrook before and it was the first time I got really up close and intimate with one for a decent amount of time. Um, yeah, for better or for worse.
0: Yeah, I have to say the same thing. I think that's the only brand that I've tried a new pen from. Uh, Inks-wise, um, I've tried a few new brands this year. So Tono & Limb. And also PenBBS inks. Neither of them I found that impressive, I have to say, maybe because I picked the wrong colours. Um, My choice was limited because stock is very low on the very popular colours. What I also really enjoyed inks-wise was – who makes your owl again? Um, You mean
3: uh, Tatcha? Tatcha, yes. So
0: um, I I discovered Tatcha inks, I think, late last year. It's Has not technically twenty twenty. Tried the is
3: that Krishna ink? No, no Is there a Japanese brand. Touch No, no, no. Like
1: no, Krishna's, Krishna's
0: Indian.
3: Inks, Indian. The, yeah, the, the one Indian that's pen. super, super. No, and no, and no, I, I refuse,
0: to touch, I refuse that. to touch those inks. Yeah, yeah oh. that's
1: why I'm asking. They seem like
3: they try. smudge a lot. That's probably the only reason why I wouldn't I, go for I, that. I
0: can't deal with smudging.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, neither can I. Um, although it was it Krishna that's doing the really. Um, it's got an interesting bottle.
4: Yeah, that was oh, yeah. yeah it's
3: got a really cool bottle. Yes, but um, they
0: had trouble because the stockist was violating someone else's yeah, yeah. Copyright. And and then they right. and I right. think
3: then the the copyright holder was really you know did everything in really good faith and they put a little sticker on saying in collaboration with, like that's really nice. I think that's so cute. Uh, and apparently it's a very safe ink, like it's designed for like vintage pens. It's all pH neutral and easily cleaned. I was like, that sounds like my kind of ink.
0: A brand that I discovered in 2020 and which I would like to explore more in terms of inks would be Pen because I think they have a lot of very interesting colours, but getting them um, in Australia is always going to be a challenge. So I, where did I order my bottles from? Um, I got them from Sakura Pen Gallery in the Netherlands, or is it Belgium? So it, it went a long way. It went from Shanghai to Europe to us in Australia. So you can imagine like the markup at every single leg of that journey. Um, so maybe I have to find some way to be able to order it from Taobao or something. So if you have like a pen BBS ink that you really like and you think we should try, just um, let me know and I'll see if I can find some way to get it and give it a go. Um, next question from John, JLM John. What is your favorite pen nib manufactured by a Pen company, i.e., not Yovo or Bock. Uh, Pilot, easy. Not th- Sailor. No,
2: Pilot. I think Pilot. Not Dupont. They are They made by Bok. Is it that tuned? Oh. Yeah, by Dupont. Yep.
3: Okay. Is it they're, they're um, brilliant? But yeah, third party
1: nibs or nibs and feed the whole combo because that makes a lot of difference. Yes, the whole no, thing.
2: No. I, I think. I think just the nib. Personally, because you can always get, um, Different feed? feeds swapped out. Yeah. There is flexible, uh, nib factory does custom oh, feeds for, yeah, okay. oh, they anything. are
3: yeah. amazing. I love yes. them so much.
2: Uh, so I've gotten, I actually have a, uh, an ebonite feed for a custom 743 FA nib. Um, oh, I have right. the three channel one, I think. So it oh, gushes, it gush. like, phew. Gush, gush. Yep. I uh, just has...
1: looked at Omer's, because I've been cleaning all of my f- pens and dismantling everything. Omas's um, main channel is humongous. Like, it's one yeah, millimeter wide. That's why it's so great. great. Their feet are good. <laughs> so is it the ebonite, or is it that
3: channel? It's both. It's both. Uh. Because I've noticed that, aurora feeds with their really with their big ebonite feeds have an extremely narrow channel and i've noticed that at least the ones that i have with the broader nibs don't seem to keep up all that well. so okay. can
0: you like go in with a blade yes, that's and widen them thinking i have out. tried
3: and it doesn't seem to work very well
1: because i was thinking more on the um, japanese pens like if you want to make
3: it gush a bit more
2: I sorry. I don't know what is the obsession for you guys with gushing pens because I can't stand them. Uh, do you so know that? So why do
3: you have a three channel flexible nib factory feed? <laughs> so it keeps up with the flexibility. Ah. So, ah. so because I wanted, I, I, I wanted
2: gush, to try though. pushing it mm. at one point. I wanted to try pushing a FA nib, but for me, I do not like a gushing pen. I do not like. I do think wet it's,
0: a, it's. I don't think it's about the gushing. Um, I find on my Aurora pens. I'm perfectly satisfied with the ink flow when I'm writing with like a fine or an extra fine. But if it's, for example, my italic, which mm. is very dry comparatively, or mm. a stub, then in those situations, I would really love a wetter mm. feed. And I think when your Mont Blanc arrives and it's the triple, the, the oblique, OBB. the OBB, um, you have to let us know if that uh, is I've tried satisfactorily
2: Mont Blanc wet BB nibs before. So then they're, they're not gushes and, I would say I, I personally do not like an overly wet nib. Um, I like medium, slightly wet, but
3: medium I, most I think of the you'll way. find that this oblique double broad is like right in the middle of the road. Hmm. Uh, I tend to, if I'm going to put something in a Montblanc Blanc nib, that's like a broad Montblanc Blanc nib, I tend to have to put like a little bit of a wetting agent in it just to, just a tiny, tiny bit to, to give that little extra edge on the flow to the, the way that I like to, to use it.
0: How about you, Tav? So, favourite nib, favourite nib, Sorry,
3: nib manufactured. finish? Oh, I thought you were already oh, finished. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I'm cutting you You're out. You're not on the <laughs> mic. You said, yeah, pilot, right? Yeah. You were saying pilot. I distracted because I
0: started talking I don't hear you on the mic.
2: Sorry, going back to the question, um, favourite nib manufactured by a pen company is Pilot and not Sailor, uh, as Brian mentioned earlier, because I think across the board, Pilot has got more consistency across its nib making and it is much more beginner friendly. It's very hard to get a Pilot nib wrong because it, it is very, very consistent. It's smooth. It has character and it has a very broad range. So, there is something there for everyone.
0: I agree. Pilot. Tav?
3: Um, I mean, I like pilot nibs, but I'm going to have to go with the Sailor Zoom nibs um, with a close second being their Naginata togi nibs. Oh, we're
0: we're talking about actual nibs down to the sizing, not manufacturers.
3: Sorry? our favorite. Oh, okay.
0: So, we took it as like a, a pen.
3: Well- Brand For me, it would be, it would be Sailor nibs. then because I, I like okay. their broad ones, their music nibs, their Zoom nibs, their Naginata nibs. I think they're really, really nice. Um, I know that there are some inconsistencies, but I kind of like that in a way. Like it's no, yeah. Look, it's just a, it's a it's a personal preference. Like it's yeah. not a, a, a objectively good or a bad thing. I just like that each one of them has a different character. Which yeah. So I have a bunch of Sailor Zoom nibs. Each one writes a bit differently. Which to me personally um, just adds a bit of character to each pen. Um, But I can see why some people wouldn't like it.
2: No, I I think if you are marketing a nib as a particular type of nib, every single one of them should come out and should write pretty much the same because I've gotten Zoom nibs that write fantastically and I've gotten other Zoom nibs that write super, super fine. That's not what you want in a Zoom nib.
0: (laughs) So, Sharon, if you had to pick favourite actual nib from Pilot, what would it be?
2: Uh, The Decimo 18 carat fine nib. Okay. So the vanishing point
0: nib unit, very, very hard to get that wrong. And the fine is. Mine would be the Pilot um, size 15 MF or their size 15 Waverly. So either of those two. How about you, Brian?
1: Um, I was going to say Sailor, but after Sharon's comments about Pilot, I think I'm going to, yeah, go with Pilot. You made me realize things that I didn't.
0: <laughs> there aren't that many brands that make their own nibs. I mean, yeah,
1: quite a lot. but...
0: Really? Which ones?
1: Don't Montblanc make their own nibs?
0: Yeah, Montblanc does.
1: Pelican doesn't. Only one of them Pelican is in house, I think. No, only uh, M1000 is in house. The others are. Uh, oh, that's new. Jovo or something. Really? Yeah, I think
3: that was I thought they recently. Switched, they switched to Bok, like, briefly, and then they switched oh, back. I don't know. I, think, I thought uh, they were in-house.
0: Okay. Hmm. Mm. Aurora, I think, makes their own nibs.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Aurora yeah. does.
0: Uh, next oh, yeah. question uh, from Pengeist is, how can a grind be different when done by different nibsmiths, i.e. the cursive italic, a star, architect, etc.? Um I think Tab needs to answer this one.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's done by hand. Um, so... Uh, if you've got, you know, like factory stubs and stuff like that, they tend to be pretty consistent because they're usually done by a machine. But if you send your pen with a particular nib size to a a pen, like well, a, to somebody to modify it, their definition of what is a stub, what is an architect, what is a, an, a crisp italic is pretty subjective.
1: Um, can I say that it's like cooking where the um, skills are like a recipe – As the main theory, but it's up to each smith to develop their own flavors, plating, and finishing. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: What I've also found when I was talking to Audrey from Franklin Christoph is even if you end up with the same result, often different nib um, technicians will take different paths to arriving at it. Like the steps or the the process of whittling a nib down is slightly different in each case. You know, like some will take the shoulders off or, you know, narrow it more than another. And even if two nibs write very similarly, if you look at them very closely under a loop, you can see from all dimensions, there are some differences. And um I think that's because a lot of pen technicians learn their craft by just experimenting on their own and um, by looking at the nips that they have themselves. And so like they they develop their own sets of preferences and how to do something. And also, like you said, your definitions of what exactly an italic is or an architect or an extra fine or fine, they also vary from person to person. Yeah, there's no
3: standard. There's not like an international nib workers standard for how wide or how. Or a certifying body. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no standard for that. Um, and, and like, for example, when I grind something to an italic or a cursive italic, it tends to kind of look like a rectangle whereas some other people um, will grind it down sort of on both sides so it sort of looks like a flathead screwdriver in a way. So, you know, but that's just – I found what works best for me and what I prefer and usually what the people that I do the work for prefer and other people have other preferences. So, there's no, like, right or wrong way as long as people enjoy it.
0: Next question is from Chris or at A Life in Reverie. So, Chris asks, what is your spirit gemstone? This is not a pen related question but I guess it's obliquely I
2: likely? think well, you should go first on this one day. <laughs> my
0: um my spirit gemstone right now it would
1: <laughs> its spirit be right is flexible <laughs> <I guess> it's, <laughs> it's forever.
0: My spirit is flexible. Um my spirit would probably be I don't know because an a, a, a pearl is not a gemstone. So it would probably be something Ooh. like an opal.
1: Rewrite the question like this. You
0: took my answer. <laughs> the pearl it's or the opal? The opal. Aww. I thought you were going to say tourmaline, Sharon. No, my soul stone. <gasps> my, I have a soul stone. It's okay. stone. I, I don't know. I, 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 I can't limit myself to one. I'm a Pisces. So I think my birthstone is technically aquamarine. Yeah, I know, which is quite boring. Which is
1: mine as well, but it's mm. uh, it's like coloured glass.
0: Um, I like a My bit more colour. I'm also completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I'm also completely obsessed with emeralds at the moment, but. They're so motherly. What? Where did that come from? Do you no, mean it,
2: just, it reminds me. It's a matronly stone. I yeah,
0: mean it looks old? Maybe no, it, was... it just reminds me of my mother. Not that she actually <laughs> owns an
2: emerald, but it, it reminds just reminds me of my, me of my grandma.
0: Grandma. I find it quite difficult to wear, Um, the colour-wise. I also happen to be very fond of jade right now. Like, um, That reminds
1: jade me of, <laughs> that yeah, reminds that, me that, of my grandma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's go with... Those ones. How about you,
1: Brian? Um, I have many. <laughs> one. Um, okay. Um, I would go for tanzanite. It's a piercing blue. Tab, how about you? What's your spirit gemstone?
3: Well, I'd say it would be lapis lazuli. Good one. Because it's it's inconsistent. Um, it's, it's like complex. It's got lots of different colors. It also has lots of different uses too. So like it can be used as a decorative stone but also it can be used as a pigment uh, for artworks. Um, And it's permanent. Ultramarine. Yeah, and it's permanent. It's mm. bulletproof. <laughs> yeah it's I've always Had like a, a A wish to Acquire some Genuine Ultramarine pigment
0: Daniel well, Smith um, Dan Smith makes gen-
3: Oh yeah Daniel Smith makes Well yeah colors. I've just I've, I've looked at this, this Places in like London And stuff that might be able To ship it or something But it's just One of those things I wish I, I could maybe Do some calligraphy with If I mix um, it with some Browse
1: um, Pigment Tokyo They might have They I'm have sure, a yeah. whole range I'm sure there's of heaps
3: of pigments. it It's just One of those things it's I'd love to do one day though. Yeah of course Of course but yeah, it's I just I just really love it. I like a lot of pens with the same pattern as well. Like there's a lot of uh, acrylics that are made with like lapis lazuli kind of. You can grind your own. Yeah, exactly. But like um there's a Pineda pen that I have that's very good like it looks very much like true lapis lazuli and there's a Parker, like a dual fold I have as well. Oh yeah, I just I just love that. And it's also like my favourite colour too. So
0: Actually I changed my I changed my answer. <laughs>
3: it's ah.
0: it's turquoise. <laughs> turquoise, <laughs> yeah, like turquoise is my turquoise. birthstone. Yeah. Okay. It's very soft. It, it's very soft. Um, Treated or
2: non-treated?
0: Non-treated. Uh. What am I, an animal?
2: <laughs> <laughs> in uh, the unstable colouring of untreated turquoise.
0: Yes, exactly. But they do. Come. But if it's high quality, then it's still fairly hard. Um, okay, next question. Vivi with the pens asks, do you ever try to tune or grind your own nips? Also, any nib maintenance advice in general? Uh, Brian, do you want to
1: start this? Um, Tav's gonna disagree with me. Yes, I would say you should if you're curious enough, but start with a really cheap pen and then work Well, it's not
0: saying should you, it's saying do you.
1: Do I ever? Do you try to tune or Uh, find your own Still the same. Yes, yes, I do. And, um, I did. And it's quite okay. Not the best, but it suits my writing. Um, mainly make italics because that gives extra flair for, um, for a stiff
3: nib. That I have. I I don't know why you think I would disagree. Of course, people should should do that. But, yeah, of course, practice first. Yeah. yeah. Practice first. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess you don't have to, but you may ruin your nibs. Like, this is just some advice. Buy a cheapie and practice on that first. But, yeah, I think that that people should learn how to do that. That's why I like doing the workshops at the Sydney Pen Show and stuff. I think it's a skill people should learn. I mean... But not
1: blindly go into.
3: Yeah. You shouldn't have to, like, you shouldn't have to tune all your own pens but, you know, if you have – a like, I have specific preferences. Usually, out of the box, pens don't write as I like them to. They're not faulty, but I want them to be a bit smoother or a little bit wetter or a little bit
0: – How about you, Tav?
3: Oh, no, I, I would never tune or grind a nib. Never, no. <laughs> ne- never done that before in my life. No, no, I mean, of course, that that's how I started is I, I didn't really like a couple of nibs of mine, and I, so I sort of learned to taught myself um, with some online resources how to tune and grind them. Uh, nib maintenance, I mean, cause they're saying like nib maintenance, not necessarily like pen maintenance, but nib maintenance, you shouldn't really need to maintain your nib other than like, if, it, if you feel like the flow's kind of a bit lacking, maybe you can get a really thin, a super, super thin sheet of brass and floss the tines with it. But other than that, you shouldn't really need to maintain a nib. It should kind of re- remain like stable throughout its lifetime.
2: I don't grind my own nibs. I have done so once. I tried to... Re- I tried to fix a Lamy Safari nib and didn't know what I was doing and ground it down to not quite an italic. So, I'm not sure how that happened. Um, So, no, I don't grind my own nibs. I try not to tune nibs either. Uh, I like things that work out of the box and the stuff that I buy. I have a very good hit rate with stuff that works out of the box, Um, which is very, very bizarre because I buy a lot of pens. I reckon out of everyone on this table, I probably buy the most in terms of sheer quantity, but I do buy from specific manufacturers more than others because I know the QC is up there and I am very, um, I'm very vocal about my love of good QC, right? Nothing turns me on more than good QC. <laughs> I do know how to tune my own nibs. Um, and, uh, I did so with the Estabrook that we tried out last time. Yeah, I think everyone should know how to tune a nib just slightly, uh, again, to make it work to your own preferences. Um, and then in terms of maintaining a nib, uh, again, this is probably not for everyone and it speaks more to my uh, personality than uh, anything else. I like my nibs clean. I hate it when you've got, um, ink on the nib collars on the edge of the grip. I hate ink on top of a nib where it's not just in the actual engraving. Suck
1: on the threads.
2: Where it's, uh, uh, I hate nib creep. <laughs> I will not use, I will not use ink that Uh, has nib creep, so don't send me recommendations for was a diamine red dragon and all of that stuff. No way. I cannot stand nib creep. So I actually like wiping down my nibs a fair bit. And the probably the biggest part of uh, nib maintenance that I do is that I ensure there are no uh, paper threads stuck in the nib tines, which you don't often notice, but I write with fine nibs, and that's something that
3: uh, drives me bonkers. Once there's
1: one that is stuck there, it turns to a food
3: it's a In katamari one. effect. Yeah, I hate that. Or when you get a little like a tiny bit of hair or something, like a little Yeah. And pie, it trails like, your yeah, writing yeah, around. Yeah, and you like That's you know, annoying. you try and like you write like an <laughs> eye and then the bottom like loop <laughs> yes. of the eye just kind of drags up and you're like,
0: No <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same. I don't grow my own nibs. I rarely even tune my own nibs anymore. I just I just stick to writing with the pens that I like how they write with out of the box. Mm. And um nib maintenance. Like I said, I don't know. That you have to maintain a nib. The only I I barely even floss because I don't use very tricky inks. Yeah, depending on the ink too. Very normal inks,
3: Kiwaguro ink or something. You might need to floss it every now and then, but not really.
0: I'm I'm actually very basic. Like I I don't use glitter inks. I don't use very high sheening inks. I only use them to test them. Uh, Most of the time, I just use regular boring. Sailor inks and yeah, so yeah which don't to. require well, I guess, much I guess maintenance.
3: that is nib maintenance advice. It's kind of in the in the, in the <laughs> stick vein to saving, prevent saving. Yeah, yeah. In, in the vein of uh, Richard Binder. You know, he, he has this whole famous article about the inks, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know,
2: let me read this one. <laughs> All right. So, die. This was specifically a question for die from uh, JC at Workbench Johnny. Uh, Can you pick a fountain pen and Hermes scarf for everyone's
0: personality, then gift it? Is that what I'm getting for Christmas? (laughs) Um, Short answer, no. Um, I don't think there is a fountain pen or an Hermes scarf for everyone. Some people just might not like them. I think there's a time and a
2: place for every type of fountain pen because – I have gifted you fountain pens, and you've also gifted me fountain pens before. Have I? Yeah, so – I don't uh, remember at all. You gifted me an Opus 88 at one oh, yes. point, the clear demonstrator. Of course. And I think last year I got you one of the Azure, the Azure vanishing points.
0: Yes. This, right? The
2: limited edition ones. Yes, and I think there's a time and a place for that where – there will be something that just clicks, but it's not going to be something that you um, go out looking for, for it, at least from my perspective. I don't think you go out looking for the perfect pen to gift. I think it comes, a, you come across it. It come, falls
0: into your path. Yeah, uh, and I think for people who don't – who, from your point of view, don't realise yet that they like fountain pens, I don't think it's worth the effort of buying a fountain pen for those sorts of people. I think that's I don't know. It's it's controversial, I guess. You can try to convince them to love it, but I don't think you necessarily should have to. Um some people are comfortable not writing with fountain pens and that's fine as well.
1: I think I'm reading this question a bit differently like if you can pick I'll- Let's skip the scarf bit because I only know the fountain pens. Like, you're comparing a fountain pen with someone's personality. So, for example, if you think, like, someone's personality is great, then you get a great pen. But, for example, if my hypothetical neighbour... Um, so,
0: you're, you're, you're advocating gifting someone a pen or a scarf that, that matches them, the... but which they won't actually like. Well, yeah,
3: Sharon's yeah, like, got a pen, like, I think, that might suit your hypothetical neighbour, the Visconti. Oh, well, the one that, that will got never stuck work behind <laughs> no, the doors. No, that's too, <laughs> n-
2: That that's a very um, too good. X-E. Yeah, it's an Exie, and it's actually a very good pen. I didn't say I hated the pen.
1: So I if just you're hate reading that, it it doesn't work. It, that yeah, question like that, so you can kind of like fit everyone's personality according to a fountain pen. Like, oh, he's a Kakuno.
0: Theoretically, oh. I suppose. I don't know that I myself, no. Diana, would. Um, know so. enough about fountain pens or scarves, for that matter, to match every personality with yes. one. Um, but I guess theoretically you could do it. It sounds
3: yeah. like one of those Facebook quizzes you can do. Yeah, which yeah. which fountain scarf pen, are pen are you? are yeah, you? Exactly. Instead of like which Disney character, which <laughs> fountain pen are you?
0: Hypothetically, I guess it's possible. Um, I don't know that you'd want to gift it. I mean, it could be an ugly pen or an ugly scarf
1: <laughs> for an ugly personality. If you, if, if you want that
0: person to know, then Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's not a very satisfying answer, is it?
2: <laughs> well, so um, if I take a stab at it, yeah. I I would go via designers. Mm-hmm. You'd be a Kermit Oliver,
0: yay! You'd be a
2: Kermit Oliver. You'd be a Tootsie Lawrence,
0: Lawrence Barthol
2: Lawrence, Lawrence Barthol- Bartholomew.
0: Bartholomew. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> now French. <laughs> that's why we call it
2: Tootsie. Uh, yep, uh, it's a she. I'd be an Octave Marcel because I am I am an absolute fangirl. Mm-hmm. And Tav would be some one of the um the very older style designers. Like, so, like a like a, a Ryboshenko or something. That's my stab on the um
0: Ryboshenko is also quite versatile though. As well. Like very types of designs. Is as is Tav. I can't what remember his this? first name. Riboshenko. He's a scarf designer for MS. Oh, okay. Riboshenko. Okay.
1: Maybe post a picture of said yeah. designs on <laughs> host Dmitry mm-hmm.
0: dimitri dimitri r- oh, ribo, riboshenko riboshenko from max at crabbo crew they ask how about an update on the nib section hosts pets pets pets, pets. pests, pesty <laughs> pets pesty pets yeah. sharon how about you um, you he, may we're have looking heard.
2: At you may have heard in the background. Um So Sebi is currently crated because during the last recording episode, he got too excited. And he got
0: quite tangled up in our cords,
2: and at he, he pitter pattered everywhere. It was hard to edit. So to save Die some grief this time round, we've crated him. But he's been a bit whiny this morning because there are so many people here, and he just wants to jump on all of them. But he's giving us the cold shoulder. He refuses he is, to look at us. But he's just in his crate whimpering because uh, he wants you to feel sorry for him. Other than that, he's doing well.
1: Um, I think the one thing that I haven't updated you guys on um, Sausage is um, she just finished um, her phantom pregnancy. What? Yeah. She, pregnancy? Is, yeah she, she had a phantom pregnancy? Yeah, she had a phantom um, pregnancy. Dogs
0: have phantom pregnancies?
1: Yeah. They, um, it, Sausage grew boobs and it produced milk for the past month. And now it's reducing. So now she's looking a bit normal. Okay. And during that time, she's been very, um, very needy and always wants to be touched and blah, blah, did that. But currently, she's good.
0: Hmm, Okay. I actually messaged Chuck for an update on Lemon. Chuck says, Lemon has been spending time with her parents since they've been working and studying from home a lot. She's also been spending time with other dogs, particularly a staffie named Poppy. She is the queen of her block, <laughs> as she deserves to be. <laughs> um, My dog, Lance, Lance. he has been he's, – he's, he's had quite a year. So um, Lance is – at the grand old age of 13, he is taking it easy this year. He is arthritis is starting to become noticeable. So um, he's getting shorter uh, walks. He's also being forced to spend more time downstairs because I don't like him going up and down the stairs all day, which he likes to do. So um, I've had to make some lifestyle changes for him um, to Stop him from, you know, overexerting himself. It means I've had to move my um, workspace mainly downstairs, so he can spend the day with me downstairs. It also means um, I bought a bunch of new beds, and they're scattered all through the house. You know, they they have much more support for him, and also I've purchased. I didn't realize these things existed, but I bought raised food bowls for him so he doesn't have to lean down so far to drink and to eat. Uh, I think what he, where he gets pain is like in his hips and in his joints. So it's just to relieve stress in those pressure points. So that's our dogs. Bits and Berry asked, did the pandemic stop you from buying pens, inks and stationery?
3: Yes, yes. The short answer is yes. Yeah, it slowed me down a lot. I bought a couple, but nowhere near as many um, as last year, like maybe three or something like that, and maybe maybe a couple of inks. And just the only stationery that's not pen and ink has just been like paper, you know, because I go through the paper and I just buy the same paper. I haven't really changed what paper I buy. So, I' you know, go, go to Officeworks, get some Rhodia, get some Oxford. That's it.
0: I didn't buy anything for about six, seven months but towards the end of the year, I suddenly started buying a lot of stuff again. <laughs> How about you, Sharon?
2: Uh, I didn't buy anything new or exciting in terms of uh, – I didn't go outside my comfort zone. I didn't buy any ink this year. Any? No, I didn't buy a single bottle of ink this year, which was good. I give myself a pat on the back for that. I did buy paper, actually. I did buy some paper. Um, and I have bought pens. So I had pens on pre-order. Um, which included the rest of the matte decimos. So I have fifteen decimos coming in the new year. I also bought Mont Blanc. I bought a lot of Mont Blanc this year, I'm not gonna lie.
1: I've also got back ordered Mont Blanc as well.
0: How about you, Brian?
1: I have cut online shopping almost entirely, I think. The only thing that I bought online was one of the older copies of Grace Anatomy. The super thick, um, oh, like did you want mine? Anatomy. Did you want mine? Why I've do got, you have a copy of Grey's Anatomy. I've
2: got very thick ones, yeah. I've oh. got the original was... DVD releases.
0: No, not that. Like, oh. the, the actual Grey's Anatomy. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, do you get it for your mum,
2: show? No, 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 no. I, I have the Grey's Anatomy that matters. <laughs> I got the real
1: Grey's Anatomy that actually oh, matters. Dr.
2: McSteamy and McDreamy.
1: Oh, I was going to trace all of those, um, not the DVDs, anatomical drawings, <laughs> anatomical drawings. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but oh other than goodness. that, it's I haven't done any fountain pen related stuff. Hey. I've been buying a lot of plants.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> Let's not get into that.
1: We no, <laughs> could go on all my day. Terrace.
0: Yeah. So Beth asked, "What was or were your most used stationary items of 2020? Probably my vanishing point, like it is every year." And Decimo, I have a
2: violet or like dark purple. Japan edition from 2019. Fine nib. It's the one with the gold trim. Gold trim with violet. Uh, I love that pen. Love it. Love it. Love it. I've never used a pen more consistently than I've used that one. I've had that one ever since I switched it out last year. So it's been pretty much a full year of daily use with cobalt blue, Graphon on Faber Castell cobalt blue and life Cup on grid notebooks. Yeah,
1: um, mine is VP. Well, so mm, yeah, it's just convenient.
0: How about you, Tav?
3: In the vein of vanishing points, actually, my most I think it's probably a tie between the two uh, two pens that I have at work. One of them is my Lamy Dialog Three in piano black, uh, which I've put a one of their black gold nibs on. Uh, from they're originally from the Emporium, I think, but I just bought one outright because it's black and I was like, looked kind of cool with a black nib on a black pen. Um, I use that a lot at work because it's handy. And also um, when I need a pen that's not a fountain pen, like for example, something that's a bit finer because I don't have very many fine nibs, I use a Noodler's refillable rollerball with either Noodler's X feather or uh, platinum carbon black. So you like if I'm marking, you know, some really intricate you know, diagrams or like a chromatogram, I need like a fine nib and they prefer a ballpoint and this is a rollerball. And you know, it's permanent ink. So um those two pens have definitely been my most used.
0: So can you fill that rollerball with
1: any kind of
3: ink? Yeah, yeah, it's piston fill. It's a Conrad, I think. So it's it's the same as their piston fill Conrad. It's
1: like J ha Bang has one of those. Yes, preferable. but
3: this is a bit more durable I think. And also you can buy replacement tips for when they wear out. Yeah, you know, they come in like a five pack and they're pretty easy. Yeah, it's really cool and it's really easily maintained. You can, you can unscrew it. It's all modular. Um, it's really well made. It has that, that weird smell, but that's fine. Those are like my work pens, like the ones that stay on my desk all the time at work. No matter they never come home. The pen, like that I've taken from home the most is probably the uh, Delta, the journal. It's, uh, it's made of this really nice red and gold and silver acrylic. It almost looks like celluloid. I think it was modelled after one of their celluloids, and it looks really nice, and it's just a very dependable pen.
0: Wow, you're the only one who really tried some new things.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been – like, my work hasn't really been impacted. Like, you know, I'm still, I'm still going to be needed no matter how bad the COVID crisis gets. I've used fountain pens despite, you know, whatever happens, really.
0: Beth also asked, what pen things are you looking forward to in 2021? I am looking forward to getting the vaccine and then hopefully having a pen show again.
1: Yes. (laughs) I was about to say the same thing. Oh, my gosh. I'm more Uh, on um, Japan EMS posting to Australia again.
0: Aren't they doing that now? Nope. They're they're not. How annoying. annoying. They're not. Ah, courier only.
3: Yeah, pen shows and pen meets as well. Oh, just pen meets, social yes. stuff. Like, you know, I guess I could still always buy pens, but like, I'm more excited to see people again rather than just, you know, whatever new shiny pen comes out.
0: Yeah, until the recent Avalon cluster, I was actually thinking of like, how could we make pen meets happen so again close. in January? So like, maybe do it in a park, rent some. Like chairs and tables or something?
3: Yeah, pen barbecue would be super cool. With dogs, too. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of work,
0: though. Yes. Would you like to plan it?
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, I could give it a go, maybe. I don't know. (laughs)
0: Tiny Badge asked, best TV show or movie of the year?
3: (laughs) Mulan.
1: Are you joking? (laughs) Uh, Yes. I paid for it.
0: So did I. So I never even finished watching it. I didn't finish watching it. It was so bad.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's a um, Disney version. Oh, no, I can't say that. It's like Star Wars in a – you have your inner chi. Yeah, like, that was ugh. bad.
0: Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Um, Sharon, favourite TV show or movie? Uh, the recommendation that
2: I put in, uh, I think it was two episodes ago, called The Long Night.
1: I still okay. haven't watched that. Yeah, neither
2: have I. <laughs> Long night. Twelve <laughs> <laughs> episodes.
1: Well, Mulan wasn't my answer, by the way. Yeah? Um, what is your answer? Um, Star Trek Discovery. I'm not a... Is that what you call the Star Trek fans? Is um Trekkie. No, I'm not one of those. But uh, there is one character that's played by Michelle Yeoh.
0: Oh, I love her. Yeah. Philippa Giorgio.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you watch Discovery? Yes.
0: Herself? I haven't caught up with the latest season, though, yet.
1: You know the Giorgio from the Terran? The what? The Terran. The not the real world. Oh Georgia, yes, yes, yes. The mirror world. She reminds me of my <laughs> that's family.
0: <laughs> so much.
1: I think that's why I could relate. Like yes. you're not good enough.
0: Go away. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a bit too deep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not
0: it's just <laughs> very relatable. relatable. Relatable, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Tab?
3: Um, I'm gonna be a basic bitch and say the Mandalorian.
0: How ah, yeah,
1: everyone
3: apatata. likes that. That's why I said I'm going to be a basic bitch. Groo-goo. I just, I've just loved it. I've just enjoyed it. Do you it.
1: know who's a Mandalorian's name?
3: Dinjarin. Oh, okay. Yeah, most, most people. I'm a star- okay. I am a Star Wars tragic, <laughs> uh, but given that the disappointment that was the last movie, watching the Mandalorian, I'm like, oh, this is this is what I like. You know, it's yeah. a, it's it kitschy. It's a bit. it's you know, it's got like the animatronics. It's Kind of feels a bit low budget, but that's the whole point. That's why it's so nice. It feels like it's you know? made
1: for kids as well. Mm. Like the storyline feels a bit. Like what do you kid-like. mean? The, the Mandalorian? Like, yeah. You go to uh, a place and then you finish a mission and then. Well, it's a, a Western.
3: A it's a space Western. That's like, it's, it's. I don't know. Anyway, I, I just, I've just loved it because it's a real return to the original the Star canon. Wars feel. Even though it's a different genre, it, it still feels like Star Wars instead of this weird. <laughs> Plasticky mass produced.
0: H- I haven't okay, seen that episode one. yet. I don't know his name. Why are you oh, giving me spoilers? <laughs> ah, was uh, was...
3: Uh, hey, hey, I didn't spoil anything. That's on Brian. Yeah, it's on Brian. But but you can cut <laughs> it out. Yeah, anyway, yeah, it's it's just it's just been fun. I've enjoyed watching it. Um, you know, yeah.
0: Um I haven't watched many TV shows and the one TV show that I did watch multiple times this year was Sharon's recommendation of the untamed. And that 's from two thousand and nineteen, so i 'm not going to count that, but I did see a few movies in the theaters this year, socially distanced in gold class, I have to say, and the favorite film that I saw this year was, was it the Adventures of david Copperfield the The Life and the Life of david Copperfield the amazing i can 't remember what the full title is it 's charles dickens david copperfield it 's the adaptation um, made by Ianucci starring Dev Patel, House MD. What's his name? <laughs> Hugh, Laurie. Hugh, Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie's in it. Um, who else is in it? A, a bunch of British actors whose name, whose faces you'll recognize. It was so exactly what I wanted to see in the cinemas. It, it was really fun. It was transporting. Um, I loved everyone in the cast. And it just made me feel, you know, happy for a little while. <laughs> And forget that (laughs) the trash fire outside. So yeah, go and see David Copperfield on streaming if you can, or rent it. However, you can see movies safely where you are. Uh, Next question. Amarco asked, what ink pen paper manufacturer would you give another chance in 2021?
1: Can I say first? Because it's related to my... um Related Star Trek discovery. <laughs> um, I don't believe in second chances. That's how I was raised. So.
3: Gosh, I wouldn't want to be your neighbour. Hypothetical neighbour, of course. Um, ooh. Uh, hmm. That only second applies to chance. family anyway. So. Uh, probably, uh, it's not a matter of, like, not believing in second chances. It's just kind of like, eh. I, I, if I don't love it at first, I don't really care for it. But I guess I maybe I would say noodlers, but I... Have a bunch of their inks already that I use for um, just for practical purposes, like their permanent inks. So I, I don't really know if there is anything that I would need to give a second chance to. Um, I don't have any strong prejudices or feelings against any particular pen or manufacturer.
0: I guess in twenty twenty one, I haven't bought a Pelican in quite a while, like maybe like three four years. So maybe it's time for me to try another. You Pelican. can borrow one of mine. Okay, sure. You can you're lend gonna, me like a six a M600.
3: Gonna, you want my pink pelican? No. Are you going to give Visconti another chance? Maybe they turn their lives yeah, around.
2: I say. For everyone who's wanting me to give Visconti another go. They've had too many goes. They, they've they had many a go. Uh, no, I will continue to disappoint you as Visconti has disappointed me. Um, so, no. That's very fair. Uh, no. Even though they are making their own nibs now, I hear. They've changed their nib manufacturing and... And they're going back to gold nibs. The thing that I'm giving another go in 2021 is the Hobonichi. I stopped using a Hobonichi in 2019 because the I paper always, changed. Have. The paper changed and the paper quality in 19 was terrible. 19 was just, it was extraordinarily bad. You know, things were uh, bleeding in Hobonichi's. There was more show through of it, uh, and I gave up on them. And I've been using Hobonichi's since 2015. So I had one a year for up until 19 where I sold mine. I, I wrote, like, maybe a page of it, and then I sold it. So I, I'm giving Hobonichi another go in 2021, and I've doubled down on it, actually. So I've doubled down on a five-year journal, a five, five year so journal with Hobonichi. But, you know, on top of that, I did buy a whole bunch of Carandash uh, ball ballpoints this year. So, you know, it's not all, it's not all lost. Okay, you've got and that. contingency plan. Yep. Yeah, and I've also, um, gotten the hobonichi day free so it's a thinner um it's a thinner book because it's not a, a page per day instead it's undated pages it's just got the monthly calendars and it's thin enough that if i really don't like the paper i can just supplement with a different notebook you
1: know if they've actually changed the manufacturing since 19
2: that realization don't know i'll <laughs>
0: The Hobonichi's or the current? I haven't used a Hobonichi in quite a while. The Hobonichi that I'm still on is from 2018, I think, (laughs) because I don't use it as a diary. I just use it for scribbling, for testing pens and ink. And one side effect of not having pen meets in 2020 is that I don't use it as much much (laughs) because there's no pen meets to take it to. What would I give another go? Um, I would give Esterbrook's another go. I would definitely try more Esterbrook's. Interesting.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I've kind of said, like, I, I don't really have any strong opinions against any brands. But that's a good point, actually. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of that. I guess if they tried something new, I guess I'd give it a go.
0: Um, nice Guys asked, what was your favourite purchase of 2020? Can be pens or not?
1: Sausage. Oh, was that 2020? Yeah. Sausage. I only got her February. Baby. Because oh, she yeah, was I remember. She just sent one. Oh. so precious. I bought a house.
0: Was it your favourite purchase?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't have
2: bought it. (laughs) And I still own it because I bought a Birkin and I no longer own that.
0: My favorite purchase. I bought a really nice string of pearls. That That was probably my favorite. That was probably my favorite purchase. Yeah. Yeah. It was certainly certainly a very um, bothersome purchase. It created a lot of trouble getting into the country and locating it. Um, So, I think the effort that it took... Makes it quite sentimental to me now. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Jeff?
3: Mine has been a Miyazawa PA three hundred and two RBEO flute. Yes, I know flute. Flute um, numbering and model names are just as weird as pens sometimes. Um, you know, like <laughs> I thought it was
0: going to be like like a bike or a car no, or something.
3: No, it's a it's a flute. Because um, I haven't got myself like a really nice flute recently. Like I, I, I've got a okay flute. Silver I Silver it uh, this one's actually a, a palladium silver alloy. Um, I do have a solid silver one as well, but funnily enough, this one, even though it has a lower silver percentage, is just a more, qu- more, like a higher quality flute in general. So it was a secondhand one, so I had it completely overhauled at great expense. But, uh, given that this particular brand is a very good, reliable brand, and it kind of had that little FOMO, Bit as well because it is a it's a model that was only made for a very short amount of time in the early two thousands and then they stopped making it. I don't know why.
1: It's like a paragon now. Uh, I think. Arco.
3: I think they. I think they. They. They switched to making all silver and then they, the price jumped from like you know at new. they would be like six grand new. Like to like ten grand. It's like no, nah, I don't have time for that.
0: Favorite pen purchase of the year. Um, it's a pen that hasn't arrived yet. It's a Nakaya piccolo in the, um, it's called the Toki Iro color. It's, it's meant to be delivered today. So I need it's to get home. Sunday. Yeah. I know. DHL is delivering Ooh, on a Sunday. Isn't fancy. that weird? Fancy. Yeah. Nice guy also asked, what would it take for you to settle down with one pen? The first time I read this, I thought it asked something else quite entirely. I was like, that's a quite a personal question. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> but it's, it's one, the one pen. What does the one pen need to hit for you?
1: Stable job.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Needs to um. own a car.
0: <laughs> Cook well. Good uh, relationship,
3: relationship with Condo, car, and what's,
1: what's the other C?
0: <laughs> Tidy up themselves in the bathroom. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Good uh, cuddler. <laughs> um, I would say um, nib, nib, not drying up, like a good seal, uh, quick draw. Uh, incapacity versus nib size, because you know, like if if you have a a bold uh, a really fat nib, you want big capacity, blah blah, um, and the ease of cleaning. If they have all of those, I would just settle with just one pen. If VP has a bigger incapacity, that would be my <laughs> refill idea. a
0: cartridge. Yeah, just use a cartridge, pilot cartridge. Yeah, but that's what I do. Effort. That's yeah. what I do. I refill yeah. a
3: cartridge. I think I think you hit it on the head. Um. Mm. Although, uh, I don't really mind having to refill a pen more often because I usually just keep little bottles of ink on my desk. I don't really mind doing that. Uh, but yeah, like good looking nib is another thing. Like I love Ancora pens. So like if they could fix up the other elements of their design, um, that, you know, if it had like an Ancora nib with maybe like a, a Carandash body, um, cause of their, like the sturdy construction that they have, but I, I, I do like it, the, like the trick, the quick draw, like, Quick threads rather than having to turn it three times.
0: Mine will probably be either a snap cap or like a extendable nib, like the vanishing point. I don't like threaded caps. Although in my um,
1: VP's uh, trapdoor is getting a bit not uh, as sealy as it used to be.
0: How old is yours? Um,
1: Several years. Three.
0: Oh, Maybe. that's unusual. Yeah, I think if it's going to be the one pen, it has to be just easy to use, um, reliable suits or occasions probably wouldn't be like a very fat nib, maybe like a fine or a medium fine, something like that. Sharon? So I took this question
2: very differently, that what would it take for me just to settle down with one pen? It's not about the pen.
0: Basically, if
2: (laughs) if someone came and offered me an exorbitant amount of money for my entire pen collection and told me I could just keep one, I would ask them which one they wouldn't want, and I would keep that one. And if they said I could not, I'll pay you a premium if – you do not buy another pen for the rest of your life, I'll stick with the one pen. That will probably be the only situation. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wedded
1: to just one.
0: What price would you put on that? A lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's such a hypothetical.
1: I really hate limitations. <laughs> exactly. I know I'm an adult.
0: So that was the last of our questions. Thank you, everyone, for submitting one. And a warm, heartfelt thank you to all of our listeners this year. Um. Thank you for sticking with us through the very long hiatus when we weren't sure when we were coming back. We're hoping to be more regular about it next year. We'll we'll see how Sydney goes in terms of restrictions and lockdowns. But um, I just really don't like recording over Zoom. I don't know about you guys. I much prefer to, to record in person than over Zoom or Skype or whatever. Um, so we do that as a last resort. Um, thank you to my co-hosts for sticking it through with us. I really hope that um, Chuck's job works out so maybe he can join us for more episodes next year. I think that'll be fun. And also Mel, she's also working in a hospital, so she's basically at home or working and being really, really careful about going out. It's been, I don't know, a bit of a funny year, but I hope the podcast has helped you to do nothing A little bit more... Better. Comfortably, exactly.
1: (laughs) Helped you waste
0: time in a more productive way, if that (laughs) makes any sense. Um, Certainly doing the podcast gives us something to look forward to as well. And um, any last thoughts, you guys?
3: Stay home if you can, wash your hands, wear a mask, the usual. Get the vaccine once it's available. Uh Uh Mm -hmm. Uh Because I've already
1: seen quite a lot of people having their opinions about, oh, Mm. no. My body can handle it. I don't need a vaccine. Mm.
0: Stay safe. Stay at home over Christmas. Don't go to large crowds. Be responsible in your Christmas parties and so on. The way to look at it is you don't want to get sick, but more importantly, you don't want to get people around you sick. Yes. Especially so, like your parents, yes. your kids, your grandparents, your friends and so on, your
3: work Would colleagues. Would very selfish. Yeah. It's incredibly and selfish. No matter how small the symptoms, get tested.
0: Yeah. So let's finish off with our recommendations for the year. Sharon? So
2: bad that it's good, the KFC mini-movie, which you can find on YouTube. We'll actually put a link in the show notes. We're not being sponsored to say this um, because no one else at this table has actually watched it, but I did. I, don't,
3: I, don't, I've, I think I've had, like, one KFC thing ever in my life, so I think – I I'm ha- not a KFC
0: fan. I, I <laughs> oh have God. KFCs quite often. Really? I, I have Because I go to the, the drive-thru, especially Wic- in Wic- KFC. I've once, that's yeah.
3: it. Actually, no, I bought a Coke from there once or a Pepsi or something like that. That was it.
2: So I um, highly recommend it. It is a 15-minute mini-movie done by Lifetime in conjunction with KFC where Mario Lopez plays the Colonel. Wow. It's so bad that it's good. In any, Everything you want, you want Intrigue, you've got it. You want crime, you've got it. You want crime. attempted murder, you've Grinch. got it. You want Grinch. romance, yes. I think you've got it. That. You want good chicken, they've got it.
1: Um, I've been really into bouldering instead of wall climbing these days. So I would recommend a place called Blockhouse in Merrickville.
0: What's bouldering?
1: Um it's rock climbing without uh ropes But it's very short, like only four meters. I've fallen from four meters, it's bad, but not too bad, but it's really good. You should try it. Tav?
3: There is a YouTube channel that I absolutely love because I love to cook. It's called Tasting History, and it's this lovely guy who finds, like, ancient recipes from, like, either the medieval times or even, like, ancient Roman or ancient Indian times and stuff like that, and he cooks them. And he gives, like, a, a lot of history around certain foods and certain dishes. And gives it's you really- out as well. Probably. I don't know. But uh, it's not all healthy. But, like, it's really interesting to know the history of all of these ancient fishes. I've
0: seen that podcast. And I have to say, I'm quite disappointed in their episodes because they take cheats like I-, I, I looked at their episode on um, garum, and like yes. they don't ferment it for the required amount of time. They don't use fish guts like garum recipes actually do. Like, oh, there like, are multiple.
3: They- there are multiple recipes. Some mm. of which are not I feel fermented.
0: like I feel like they should use the most disgusting and unusual rep- rep- recipe ever.
3: I think they're trying to. <laughs> I think they're trying to make it accessible.
0: I don't yeah. think anyone's actually going to be making garum. And if well, that, I was making is, garum, this
3: stuff. This stuff. He. I remember that, and he made something called. Liquiman, which is like a non-fermented garum.
0: I think they're taking the easy way out. Okay, I think well, I think they need to do it in the, the more the authentic dude and say, version. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, my recommendation is a Potter and artist on Instagram. He makes um, mostly homewares, mugs, things like that. He's called Andrew Clark. Um, his Instagram account is at and Clark one word, and um. What I love about his work is, so if you like like cyberpunk, if you like gears and wheels and stuff like that, he combines that sort of an aesthetic
1: with pottery, which is so strange. His specialty is uh, movable parts in pottery. Because exactly. It's really hard. To it's do. amazing. Wow. It's, oh, it's so gorgeous. Cool. That is so
0: cool. Um, like if you can imagine a, a mug dispenser that you can crank gears on and it just turns out Coaster. like a mug so coasters that well. move. It's it's just so cool. Like each one is handmade yes. with all these intricate parts that he has to like stick together from, ceramic and it's just amazing
3: ceramic punk i can't imagine ceramic like, punk ceramic exactly ceramic how i describe punk. it it's gosh, wonderful it's amazing and
0: it's like really colorful and whimsical and just wonderful um yeah i'd love to buy one of those pieces it Sounds like
3: something you'd find in an ancient movie, like an indiana <laughs> jones movie like it's a, like terracotta gears turning it's and stuff so like
0: that. it's so strange That's like so cool. i can't believe like no one makes this stuff but it's That's also amazing. like an aesthetic that i've never seen
1: the one that amazed me was a um, a lockable jar made entirely yes, like a of cookie pocket. jar yes, yes that <laughs> has a
0: it's yeah i just i just want one of those in my life um so yeah check out his work it looks amazing and um looking at his videos about how he makes it is also a lot of fun those are our recommendations and that's our christmas episode we're looking forward to our break we're looking forward to christmas we're looking forward to the new year as well and hopefully a better 2021 than we had 2020. And uh, we wish all our listeners a Merry Christmas and um, Happy Hanukkah, although this episode Happy will come holidays. out after Hanukkah. Yeah, Happy holidays, holidays well in general.
3: Hanukkah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Urim, <laughs> sameach <laughs> to any, uh, any people out there who uh, have been celebrating Hanukkah as well.
0: Today's the... Nineteenth, so I think Hanukkah finished a couple of days ago. Yeah, it's finished. It's finished. Yeah, sorry um, about that. <laughs> I think a lot of families
3: haven't been doing much though, given the whole yeah, scenario. My family certainly didn't. So,
0: um, yeah, happy New Year as well, yeah. and we'll see you in February. The
3: happiest New Year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? How strange is it that like the year went from two thousand and nineteen to twenty twenty one? Like just yeah. like yeah, did Life it, is on what, pause. Yeah, exactly. 2020. Like no, twenty twenty just didn't happen. Like it was just cancelled, right?
0: Past and future episodes of this podcast can be found at thenibsection.com and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hop into Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us, recommend us to your friends. Want to share your thoughts, suggestions, feedback? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at thenibsection at gmail.com. You can also comment at us on the Nibsection Facebook page or at the Nibsection on Twitter and Instagram. The Nibsection is the official podcast of Fountain in Oceania. Our producers this episode are Sharon Zahar, Tvitsunanian, Diana Dyke, Recording and editing was done by Dinah Dye. Music was composed by Michael Pierce. Our logo was designed by Will H. Smith with artwork by Mr Siddharth.